Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know what? We did it together, didn't we? We did do it together. We got (laughs) through it together, my friend. Oh, my gosh. I am, like, jumping out of my seat right now. I can't believe we got it to to work. I am, too. I don't know if I'm, you know, sweating so much because I am (laughs) jumping out of my seat or because I was just wrecked by the fact that my microphone wasn't working. (laughs) You know, it's always something. We can't can't make it easy, can we? Nope. Absolutely not. Especially after the end of a, I'm, I'm sure a very long day for you um or actually I don't know did were you working a full day today Tommy yes yes I have not stopped working full days during this uh, you know in, entire quarantine time entire wow. pandemic every day has been a full day it's you know the the mental health portion of of this pandemic is real you know yeah and, uh, yeah for so, yeah. sure. Yeah. My goodness. Well, thank you so, so much. I am I am so excited to be talking to you right now just because, I mean, A, you're one of my favorite people. You're an incredible human being. You're super creative, among other things. And I want to introduce you to my listeners. Um, but I'm just, I have to just say, I'm just so glad we're having an opportunity to connect because A, I miss you and B, you're wonderful and I love you. So, I thank you for those wonderful words and I echo and share all of those sentiments. I am overjoyed. I'm honored. Um, I'm, I'm beaming. I miss you too. Mm. <laughs> so it's just a flood. Oh, good, good, <laughs> yeah. good. Well, it's a good flood because we're, we're here now. So, so let me introduce you to my, to my listeners. So okay. Tommy Waltz, this is Tommy Waltz. He, him, his, and Tommy is a man of many different hats. He's a, he's a psychotherapist, which is how I know him. Um, he's also an actor. He has been a TEDx speaker, which is super cool. Um, he's an activist, a trauma survivor, a writer, a leader, and an all around entertainer and a share enthusiast, which I know you love you some share. She's, oh she's your girl. She's your I'm girl. Lo- I'm looking at her right now. <laughs> I have her in my car right here. Do you really? On, oh, on like, sure. like a picture or do you have like a, a bobble, a bobblehead or something? No, I haven't found one yet, but mark my words. I will find her. Oh my gosh. I'll have to keep my eyes peeled for you then if mm-hmm. I ever come across one. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Tommy and I know each other. So Tommy lives in Portland, Maine. We met in Portland and he currently, he runs his private practice, his psychotherapy private practice here. And he is a team leader uh, at Art of Awareness Wellness Center, which is how we know each other. Yes. Um, we met together at a group uh, psychotherapy practice and um yeah, gosh, that was a couple years ago, at least, I feel like. It was. I started at Art of Awareness in 2016. Wow. Holy right? crow. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I can't even mm-hmm. believe it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're also, you also do local theater, and you are a commercial actor, and I've seen you in a bunch of different productions and shows, and you are just a phenomenal, a phenomenal creative person and a joy to watch on stage. I mean, you are just like, you just light up. So Thank um, you. welcome, welcome to Heart and Ramble, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I'm applauding. My yes. Gosh. Yes. And you are also, you are one of the hardest workers I know. I mean, boy, do you, you work it, you work, work, work. And you are, I mean, gosh, you know what hard work is all about. 
You really do. You bet. And I think it has something to do with the roots that I have. And from those roots come all these different parts of me that like to do. Mm. And, and a lot of times those parts are driving the bus. And what I mean by that is they are, you know, guiding me through my day. Mm-hmm. And so worker should probably have been added to that list <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it, it is it is it is true. I do yeah. like to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just as a total side note. You are also one of probably you're up there as one of my favorite people to to grab a meal with or to grab a coffee with a because you you first of all, you know, everyone, everyone knows you, (laughs) you know, everyone. And also you are I've always noticed this about you, but I don't know if I've ever commented on this. You are so incredibly kind and compassionate and courteous to folks in the um food industry and Mm. and i i know that that probably comes from your own does that come from your own experience working in the food industry as a server oh yeah server bartender new york city several years um oh yeah what a great learning opportunity for sure for sure i feel like if nobody has ever like serve somebody a hamburger or you know put together a sandwich or walked around with like a big old tray like dodging people (laughs) and like trying to like give people back their change and working with like disgruntled customers please to do yourself a favor give it a try it'll give you so much perspective about life you know, we could do a whole separate episode <laughs> on the trials, tribulations, faux pas, wonderful <laughs> moments of being a server. Oh, my God. Stories that will that will thrill me and I will cherish for the rest of my life. Truly. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I, if we have enough time today, I might I might need to ask you for like your your worst or your your favorite. Oh, can do. Can okay. do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so that brings me. So, so you're originally from Minnesota, is that correct? You betcha. You betcha, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Right oh, there. for sure. I love it. Oh, Just south goodness. of the Sin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. Okay, and so then, then you moved to New York City. Am I correct in that? So, when that... did you make that? When did you make that transition? At 18 years old, uh, graduated high school and transitioned over to New York City to attend um, school. Uh, I went to a musical theater conservatory. Mm. Um, and yeah, at 18, there's this kind of superhero complex, right? You think you're untouchable. Mm. <laughs> so I, I walked in with very little fear. If I were to walk into New York right now, I'd have a lot of fear on my back. So mm-hmm. it's, it's changed over the years. Mm. That is for sure. That is mm-hmm. definitely for sure. And and you lived there for how many years was it? So uh, just about nine-ish years. Nine-ish years. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have so many different things to cover today. I yes, feel like I'm not going to be able to get to all of it. I'm definitely going to have to invite you back, back because there's just – there's so many different topics, so many different things that we can discuss and so much yeah. insight that I feel like you can offer and provide to this podcast. So again, I'm just so excited to have you here. First, I want to just cover consent though, as well. Um, and you're very familiar with consent given what you do professionally. Um, but it goes without saying, I just want to offer up that if I ever ask you any question that you don't feel comfortable answering, or if I, um, 
project or, you know, assume something that's incorrect, like, please, by all means, let me know and, and just, you know, redirect me, steer me around and say, you know, tell me how you see it or how you feel about it. Is that, is that cool with you? It's cool. It makes sense. And I'm very grateful for everything you just said. And um, I feel so comfortable with you that whatever you have to offer, I feel very confident that I will answer. Yay. Yay. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you for that. Um, So it's been a little while since obviously since I've seen your face in person. So how are you doing with COVID? Like how are you? I know there's so many different things going on in our world right now, but how have you, how have you been doing since the beginning of this pandemic, Tommy, just a brief check-in. Sure. Thank you. Um, it's I I have been so fortunate and blessed that I have been able to work, that I have a safe place to land, um, that I have food on the table, that I have connections that I'm still able to maintain. Um, it, it has been a journey. You know, I think kind of what I was talking about earlier about those parts of me driving the bus those parts were driving hardcore and figuring out this new rhythm with telehealth mm. and doing mental health virtually. And then midway, so maybe May, just before Gemini season, and I say that because <laughs> you and I both know what that is. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Many things we share. For uh, sure. Two Geminis. That's I, right. I, I found myself dipping into into a really sad, dark space. Mm. And that ended up corresponding with everything that happened in Minneapolis, my hometown, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, George Floyd mm-hmm. and Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and really noticing all the different parts of me showing up and mm-hmm. really asking the questions, what can I do? What is my role here? Mm-hmm. Um, but what that ended up being was like, like a jolt, a call to action. So now I'm in a space of mobility and doing. The mm. sadness has gone and I'm, I'm, I'm still working mm. a and B my motivation to do outside of work is very strong. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing that. Are are you, so are you seeing clients in person? Are you wearing a mask? Like how does, what does that look like? And, and, mm-hmm. and thank you also for bringing up George Floyd and for bringing up Black Lives Matter because it's so important and, um, I think it would be remiss of both of us if, if that wasn't, you know, part of our discussion today. So I really appreciate that about you. Absolutely. Yep. You bet. Um, so I have been doing strict telehealth since, um, let's see, March 10th. Okay. I was doing telehealth and I was always brand new. I'd never done it before. Yeah. So wow. that is, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And as someone that is, you know, very, this is very much a social work thing I'm about to say, I'm an energy feeler, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. my system knows what it means to communicate with energy and mm-hmm. that vibe you get. Um, and uh, yeah, so I went to telehealth, never done it before. So learned what it meant to be online and also meet with people via phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I did start seeing people in person about two and a half weeks ago, and that's been very strategic people that need to be seen people mm-hmm. that need need that exchange of energy and need a safe space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that makes and so sense. yeah and with that like i said a lot of safety guidelines there are masks i have a space that well you know the space because yeah. it was your former practice <laughs> uh i have repositioned things that provide even more space 
windows open. Um, and you know, we're making it work. We're making it work. Good. That's amazing. Yeah. And I can only imagine, and I, I feel like I have to ask, you know, when you say you're an energy person, you know, you feel the energy, you work with it. Um, is that, does that also coincide with like your theater background? Like, you know, moving your body and, and being in a scene and sort of like having to, to read the, you know, the other actor, like, is there, is there a connection between that work and your work as a a therapist in that sense? For sure. For sure. You know, I, I've been blessed to have some really great supervisors and both of, uh, a few of them have referenced it as a dance. Mm. And of course that connects very you know, clearly connects to theater. Shout out the to dan- Ida. Shout out to Ida. Uh, Ida, no, no. <laughs> Ida. Goddess warrior, high priestess. That's right. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, certainly, and you know, it's the I, I've had some wonderful acting teachers that said, you know, the strongest dialogue is not what's written on the page; it's between the lines. Ooh, between ooh, you know, ooh. right? Oh, it's I in like the blank that. space on the page, mm. and uh, and so you know, it, it's it's all about it's all about connection, and you know, the majority of our communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So because of my work in the theater, and I've been doing that since I was five. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just ingrained in me. And it, I think honestly, Brett, it's probably the thing that has served me the most. I'm sure my MSW professors will be like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> but the, the theater roots, <laughs> the theater roots have served me the most yes. in doing this work. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? I have to say, Tommy, you are so incredibly inspiring in that, I mean, for so many reasons and your theater background and your ability to integrate, you know, your passions and your hobbies into your professional life and, and also to be able to like do both, you know, to, to Mm. live, to live them both in this parallel, um, existence has always been so incredibly inspiring to me. Um, I think that, I think, you're welcome. You're welcome. I think that, um, like I can share just a brief little experience when I, when I was in graduate school, one of my professors and I had some wonderful professors. And then I also had one that, that said a comment to me that just kind of like sat with me and was like, what, like, what do you mean? I remember her saying to me, Brett, you can't wear your hair down when you're in session with your clients. And I was like, excuse me, like, what, like, what do you mean by that? And she was like, you know, it's, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be too distracting. You you know, like your hair is just too much. You got to pull your hair back and, you know, you got to look a certain way. You got to be a certain way. And I just remember thinking at the time, like lady, no way, first of all. (laughs) And also, you know, like so much of, of what we talk about and, and I know probably what you and I align on is like being authentically ourselves. And so I just have to say, I love that you bring the theater into what you do. And I, Absolutely. I'm sure that that's something that makes you such a phenomenal creative therapist. Thank you. It, yes. And, you know, it, it is something that is it, it's interesting because there are times when I'm very aware that it, it is integrated and, and more often than not, it just happens. I'm not even aware of it because it's just so clearly part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say for all of your fabulous listeners when I worked with Brett, I think she probably only wore her hair up about 10%. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You so, heard it here. You, know. you heard it here. That's some real talk. 
I love that, Tommy. <laughs> Thank you for that support. That's right. Yes. In oh, yeah. all of its glory, it was down. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Don't try to change me. <laughs> no, because it's, you know, we have to be authentic in order to connect. And, mm. you know, a huge part of my work, um, not only is it the creative aspect, but also just understanding the nervous system and shout out to polyvagal theory and um, mm. all of the wonderful people that guide us through that. And my point of saying that here is, the, you know, there is a difference between brain and body. And if there's some kind of disconnect, people feel it. Yeah. You can understand when someone's energy doesn't quite match their words. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling like you have to pull back, literally pull your hair back to mm. be, to be in the moment, your client's going to sense that mm-hmm. it's not matching. It's just not matching. It's not congruent. So Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that overview. And, and I would love to hear just a little bit more about polyvagal and, and definitely tap into that with you. So, so is that a modality that, so for those who don't know our listeners who don't know what polyvagal is, is that, is that a modality that, that you like to really integrate into the work that you do Mm -hmm. with individual clients and group sessions? Yes, yes, very much so. It is, uh, as I say to clients, it is part of, uh, you know, the foundation of, of treatment. And all, all it is in a quick snapshot, because I certainly could talk about it for a long time. Mm. It's looking, it's, it's looking at the vagus nerve and the, the nervous system and recognizing, um, you know, distress response to survival response, fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And um, recognizing that our nervous system is the first thing to notice the world around us. Our nervous system is, is, is the first thing that said hello to each other in this podcast before our voices did. Mm. Truly, once, once we heard the ding, our nervous systems were like, oh, is, yes. he there? is he there? Yes. Right? And, then, yes. and then here comes the voice and suddenly the reassurance comes and our body is settled. And so it's about noticing that mental health is not just what's inside your skull. It's not just the brain. It is your whole body. And so it is connecting the dots between knowing in your mind and knowing in your body. And for trauma survivors in particular, there's there's oftentimes a dissonance there. Mm -hmm. And it's all about naming it, (laughs) naming what, what the body's saying, what the brain's saying, and rewriting the story so they're telling the same story. Well said. Oh my goodness. I, I know you can't see it right now, but I am like smiling ear to ear, just hmm. how, how well you described that and the resounding, you know, confidence that, that came through with that. And I just feel like a modality such as that is so incredibly powerful, especially with what's going on in our world right now. Uh, and, yes. you know, the, the collective trauma and, and, you know, so many folks are, are being impacted in so many different ways right now. So, um, yeah, if you're a listener and, and that resonated with you and you're interested, I mean, obviously reach out to Tommy, but also like, you know, look <laughs> into that modality because it's a very integrated approach. Yes. Um, fantastic. Well, thank you for that, Tommy. Um, Absolutely. so can we acknowledge that last month was pride month? It just ended. Yo, yes. 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 And, um, you know, I just want to sort of talk a little bit about, um, progress in terms of um, coming out, um, in, mm. in terms of the safety in coming out, um, generational differences in coming out. 
Do you mind speaking a little bit to that? I'm very happy to, very, very happy to. And yes, um, and, you know, I, it, I definitely noticed the, the differences in Pride Month this year. I know it's a little on the nose. What I'm referring to is quarantine and the pandemic. And so we weren't able to uh, outwardly, you know, express our pride. Um, I, I am happy that Pride this year was directly tied to Black Lives Matter because mm. ultimately, ultimately, Pride is, um, is, is a celebration that started as a riot that goes back to Black trans women. And trans women, uh, they, were, they were the first to, um, you know, to start the movement. So it's, I, I'm really glad that that was named so strongly. For me, I am of a, I think just because I do the work with people, I, I can kind of see generational themes and you know i i just turned 35 mm. and i'm 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 in that age bracket where it it felt very unsafe it felt very much like you cannot if you have a sense that if you're like curious about your sexuality and you're exploring or maybe you you're able to say i think i'm gay um when i was young growing into my you know adolescent years it just didn't feel safe mm. but then things started to shift there was a palpable, noticeable shift. And I would say that was in like early 2000s, you know, moving into like when I moved to New York, suddenly things started to just feel a little bit safer. And I started mm. to hear about younger folks coming out um, earlier. And people, I, I remember one of the first tells or one of the first signs that things were changing is the grade after me, I graduated in 2003 and the grade after there were several same-sex couples going to prom yeah and in my in my prom there were none even though there were many that would want to and sure. really were aching aching to have that display and be with the person they cared about they didn't feel like they could the wow. next year they they could and that was a very noticeable thing wow so yeah. over the course of the difference of a, of a year, it was like palpable. It seemed as though, and I grew up in a small town in many, um, sorry, small town in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I cite Minneapolis cause I did a little bit of my growing up there. Uh, but mm -hmm. the majority of it was in a small town about an hour South. And it's, it is that story of a Midwestern small town, um, and it it just it, it did not feel it just didn't feel safe. Luckily, my family unit did. Mm. Even still, even still, the overarching thing was I'm not safe. Mm. And I think now that's another thing too, Brett. That's changed. I think people are able to hear their immediate support more now because the world around them isn't as dangerous. Because things are shifting, because there is more widespread talk of acceptance, there's display of it. So yes. kids are able to kids are able to hear their immediate circle. The people in their immediate circle say, "I love you for who you are, and I support you." Yes. When I was young, I couldn't because the world outside of those voices was just still too dangerous. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and and for being vulnerable with that and and opening up you know, that discussion. Do you, do you feel like, I mean, 
some of what I'm observing and seeing, and, and I'm curious to get your take on this, mm. is with some of the younger generations, I'm noticing more fluidity with with sexual identity and preference. Um, do, do you feel the same? Do you notice some fluidity or... And maybe that's the movement. Maybe that's the shift that I'm sort of hearing you talk about with, with in relation to safety. Yes, I do. I do see fluidity. I see, um, I see it in my work. You know, I, I'm a therapist that at this point I, I primarily work with, you know, LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. I do. And, and I, and I, uh, I talk about this fluidity every day and it's beautiful to witness. Mm. It's, it's, it's beautiful to see people becoming more and more empowered. They're of course, you know, both. And you and I both know what that means. Yeah. In therapy land both. And there is still danger. There is still, um, threat out there, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be very real threat or perceived threat, mm-hmm. there is threat. And so, um, there is still that. And, the fluidity has certainly increased and um, people feeling like they can just say, this is where I'm at right now. And that's okay. Why do I need to label it? Mm -hmm. Why do I, why do I need to qualify it or put it into any kind of a box? Let me just be here in this moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think that, um, that labels sometimes in, in that sense can be harmful and helpful? Like, can it be the both and like, was it important to you to come to a label or was that not part of your identity? Great question. And, you know, I say this, I I think it's important for me. My answer certainly comes from the fact that I carry a tremendous amount of privilege, right? I am a cisgendered white male. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I just felt like that needed to be named. For For me, the... Uh, you know, the label of gay, um, it, it gave me, it gave me permission. It, it helped me to um, really say, okay, so now let me think about the kind of life I want to live. You know, I, I, I will say this too. Gay is part of my identity. It's not all of my identity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think there is the, the, the place you come to of, of acceptance and understanding, and then you get to fashion the kind of life you live with with this understanding, Mm -hmm. right? And that might be very expressive. That might be a little bit more, you know, quiet. Um, In polyvagal theory, uh, there's talk of the, um, it's called the social engagement spectrum. And I like it because again, it goes back to that, that word you just used a minute ago, fluid. Rather than saying introvert, extrovert, it says there's a spectrum from actively engaging to quietly reflecting. And I feel that once you come to this acceptance, you get to choose, where am I on the spectrum? Am I more actively engaging or quietly reflecting? And recognizing, too, that you're always moving. Mm. You're always moving through that. But it's a choice you get to make. That's powerful. That is so powerful. And I think, Brett, that me coming to that that, that naming for, for me as gay gave me that place to step to step onto that spectrum. Okay. Maybe I would have found my way there before. Um, sorry, maybe I would have found my way to that spectrum, uh, you know, without the label. Maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have, but for me, once I said I'm gay, then I said, okay, now I get to, now I get to choose because the label helped me. Mm. 
Oh, that's, that's, oh, wow. That's, that's incredibly, that's incredibly profound and, and powerful. Whew. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, for you and, and you're sharing some of your personal experience and I really, again, I have to just say, I'm, I'm so grateful that, that you're, um, willing to be vulnerable, you know, because, um, yeah, you don't have to share this. And, and I just think that this is so many people can, can, can learn from this. And I don't know, you know, if there's a young person out there that can identify or even just say like, yeah, that resonates with me. Like Tommy's story resonates with me. I mean, this is, it's important. It's important conversations to have. So thank you again for that. Um, Absolutely. You know, when, when you're talking about safety, Tommy, what is something, Hmm. and you also mentioned privilege, which I, again, I so appreciate you bringing that up and naming that. And, you know, I have privilege as well, you know, as a white, um, cis female. And, um, I just sort of want to point out that, you know, I might not be aware of some of the safety issues that you're mentioning, um, that perhaps come up for the queer community. So, Mm. you know, is that something that you'd be comfortable speaking to a little bit, just something that like, maybe I, I wouldn't think about, but that for someone as a member of the queer community, that's something that folks need to think about. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and again, this is something that, that has shifted, um, as time has gone on for me. Um, Mm. I also have the experience of living in, you know, very different areas, Minnesota to New York, to New Hampshire, to Maine, and some threads of you know familiarity and some things that were different i think it's 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 that it, it's that sense of um you know in therapy land we'd say hypervigilance you know i think there's there is um there is this innate vigilance that happens when we go out into the world when we go to the grocery store when we go for a run when we go to the park right um and for for me I, and I, of course i can only speak for my own experience yes. there was there was a sort of hypervigilance like okay so let me be very clear about what i'm wearing let me make sure that if i need to modify my walk if i need to talk less if i need to um water down the colors that i'm wearing um you know do i need to i you know i need to make sure that i do if if i'm walking around at night i felt this in new york I'm walking around at night. I need to make sure that I am walking on a well-lit street, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in New York, I would oftentimes hold my keys in my hand and have the keys kind of poking out between my fingers as a way to fight back if I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. so out of out of concern of of potentially being targeted, is that what I'm hearing? Or for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. And that you know, and that and that right there also just speaks to the the internalized you know, the stigmas, the internalized shame, right? Because, you know, I, I think I'm now because I'm, I'm older and wiser. <laughs> I don't know about wiser, but I'm certainly older. Oh, you are for sure. You're definitely wiser. <laughs> I say this as I caught a glimpse of myself in this mirror and I have like uh, so many grays. 
my my quarantine hairdo here. Your silvers, um, your silvers. I have some silvers too, some sparkle. Let's just say, like, can we call it sparkle? Yeah. Wait a minute. You're talking about sparkle. You're talking about share speed. Share would love a sparkle. You know? um, oh my gosh! For anyone who doesn't right? know, he does such a good share impression. It's it's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> that would have been a real treat. Just doing share voice this whole time. Oh my um, gosh! I should have requested that. I should have requested that. Knowing you, I should have. Uh, <laughs> um so well isn't this funny because i i made a joke i lost my train of thought that's okay no no no. it happened we were it talking happened. about um potentially being maybe targeted yeah yeah and because i am older now i'm able to step back and and observe and i recognize that when i was younger i had done i i did i did a decent job at just trying to blend in Mm-hmm. being just just being as as blended as I could and again that comes from white privilege um I probably didn't need to be as hyper vigilant as I felt I did at that time I felt so much like a sore thumb so and that all came from that shame it just it, it just was shame and I felt like I radiate that I'm gay I radiate that unfortunately you know you're taught that gay mm-hmm. is um for gay males it's an assault on your masculinity we could certainly talk about this concept of masculinity we could talk about toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna name name that i'm talking about when i was younger didn't know as much as i know now but i felt like this just means i'm people are they they can see this radiating off me they're gonna see that i'm a target they're gonna see that i can't stand up for myself um I just believed that, mm-hmm. you know, and again, as I look at it now, I think, oh, that, that poor little guy, he, he didn't need to feel, he, yes, he needed to be prepared for the world. But he didn't need to be that scared. Mm. He didn't need to be that scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 What do you, what do you think is the best anecdote? Like, what is the, what is the best? No, I don't even want to say anecdote, but what do you think, um, what do you think is, is like the, the cure or the, the remedy, mm. the remedy for the soul when, when you're feeling that, that level of, of shame, like what was helpful to you? I guess I could frame this question. What was helpful to you in terms of working with that shame and creating space from that shame? So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause as you asked that question, my, my current self came online and wanted to answer that question because I talk about shame a lot as a trauma therapist. Shame is just so woven into the fabric of identity um, for, for trauma survivors. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to say this coming from adult self, and I'm going to give you a, a a very real um, anchor that, that, that was true for me when I was younger. Really. I think the, the, the way to fight shame is self-compassion. Okay. I, I think it's self-compassion and, um, being able to, to say, um, you know, finding that sense of this is enough for now. I'm okay enough for now. Yes. You know? Yes. I think that, um, that can come from good, safe people. And this comes back to theater. I had people all around me because of theater, wonderful, beautiful people of all colors, of all orientation, of all ages, mm. 
it was a very fluid, beautiful community that, that was safe. And thank God I had it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that was so a bit, that, that was a haven. Was that like a community that could sort of hold you and help you feel seen and comfortable yeah. and safe? Yep. And it was, and, and I'm so grateful that I had that because I know a lot of kids don't. And yeah, I did. And, and I, and I would say, I mean, that's a plug for the arts, you know, because it just, it just, um, it, it can be a safe space. I understand that it, it you know, there's, there are times when it's not. Mm. Um, I, I think, I think, uh, the creativity is it, 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 it has us working with a different part of our brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, therefore, I think that just ushers in safety. Um, what I was going to say, the anchor for me, and th- this is funny because I, I didn't think that I would, I mean, I named that I was a share enthusiast, <laughs> but it's going to come up now. I found, I found a symbol. I found a symbol that for me was like, this is what it means to be strong. This is what it means to be a badass. Yes. This is, this is what it means to be a fighter and resilient and just, I mean, the list goes on and it was share. It was share. It was share. It was share. And, and that, that for me was um, something that certainly helped me tackle the shame mm. because I was like, if she can do it, so can I. Yes. Yes. And so embodying some of that quality, that strength, uh, that yes. resiliency is Great what word. I'm hearing. Oh my goodness. And so, okay. So, all right. So I'm just going to come back around and, and repeat this for, for anybody out there that can you know, and we can all, we can all take away from, you know, what, what Tommy's sharing. Um, so I'm hearing expression through creative, you know, processes through, through the Mm. arts, you know, Mm -hmm. was super important to you for shedding some of that shame and then finding, finding like a totem. And if folks don't, or, or a symbol or, um, an idol, somebody that you could look up to and say, I mean, what would you, how do you use share? Do you, do you say like, you know, how would she go into this or, um, you know, what would she, how would she <laughs> sing about this or how, how do you, <laughs> right, right. what wig would she wear? Yes. I mean, I mean, um, yes. I, I think, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not not afraid to say this. I am a sexual um, sexual abuse survivor, mm. and um, I think um, in the work that I've done as an adult, it's it's honestly just the envisioning of share, the envisioning of that symbol, mm. thinking about it, and just and just noticing how you feel and noticing how it how it shifts in you, and that right there is enough. And I know that's what happened when I was little. I wasn't able to name it at that time. Yes. But I would pop in, you know, believe I listened to believe and I would just radiate with a smile. And I, I, I know that my body shifted, my nervous system shifted and I could just go. Yes. And oh, I think, yes. <laughs> I think the beautiful thing about it too, is that when you're young, you don't overthink like you do when you're 35 oh, years old. Right. True. True. <laughs> so true. Just sort yeah. of like being in the moment in a different way, that childlike energy. Yeah. That's yeah. so she, that's really, she's, she's an anchor. It sounds like Cher is such an anchor. She is. Mm. And, uh, you know, what's funny too, is that there was some shame attached to that for a little while. Um, as I, I think just as I was going through my process and it, it goes back to 
the shame that I was caring about my sexuality, it even started to like go in and I had to like feel like I had to hide the fact that I was a share fan mm-hmm. until I had safe people that said, uh, come on, you love this icon diva goddess warrior. Yes. Why are you, why are you hiding that? Yes. And, celebrate. And look, at happy. <laughs> yeah, look at how happy it makes you be prideful, right? Yes. Just, yeah. So, yes. And she brings you joy and through her, you bring so many other people joy. And (laughs) I just have to also say, Tommy, I'm, I'm honored. And again, thank you for sharing that you're a sexual abuse survivor and I'm just honored. And I'm sure other people, other folks who are out there who've experienced Mm. sexual abuse, you know, that is so incredible. You're a survivor. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, you bet. Um, Can we talk a little bit about creating a life and um, energetically going after a life that you want and, Mm. and really going after it, like full steam ahead. You know, I talked in the beginning about how hard of a worker you are, how much you just go after it. You grind, you, you know, you've got all these different creative projects going on. You've done a TEDx talk. You know, I didn't even get to talk about the fact. Ooh, ooh, hello. Hello. Are you there? Are you there? Yes. <laughs> main, main frequency stuff. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Oh my gosh, that was great. I, I thought you were like going into a garage or something. It sounded like a garage door was going up. Um, but anyway, I didn't even get to talk about your, your TEDx talk or even about the fact, I think that when you were in grad school, did you have a group that you started that was mm. about acting and performing and um, with folks who were home insecure or, or homeless or... Yes. Yes, I did. So, um, yeah, again, I just, um, because of my roots in theater, because it was a safe place, because I was able to thrive. And so I knew it was really a part of a large part of who I, who I am. Um, when I entered my MSW program, I knew that I needed to find a way to blend social work and theater because it really, I, it just, I, I knew that that's what would help me continue to feel anchored and continue to, um, to thrive and to be able to sustain, to sustain the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing my internship at Preble street resource center, uh, here in Portland. Um, though right now I'm not in Portland, which is probably why there's weird frequency issues <laughs> and my phone is suddenly being like a, a monster. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm like, hello, um, hello. <laughs> I just wanted to be in a scenic place to look and let my system be calm and yes, then what happened. Yes. <laughs> testing, um, testing, one, two, Testing yeah. one, two, three. Are you there? For the fourth time. Hello. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I was at Preble Street and it was a great foundational place for me to just learn social work, what it means to do social work. And I um, was just noticing the, you know, the clients there and just noticing what their days look like. And I believed so wholeheartedly in creative expression. And I thought, okay. So again, asking the question, what's my role here? How can I serve? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give them something to do, something to break up their day, something to give them an opportunity 
to express themselves in a safe way, in a safe space, and also help them to truly foster connection with each other in a way that felt safe. And so I went to the drawing board and I ended up creating Off the Cuff, which was an improv uh, theater troupe. And we would do a variety of improv activities rooted in psychodrama, super light, super, uh, you know, accessible, but it gave them an opportunity to try on different hats, play, play different roles, maybe even take some of their story and play it out in a way that was different from the way it actually played out. Ah, brilliant. Oh, I'm, ah, yes. I'm getting goosebumps over here. Loving that. Also to, um, you know, to, at the time I couldn't name it because I wasn't, I wasn't trained in it, but really to allow their systems or nervous systems to have safe and social connection. They were bouncing off. They were, they were ventral. That's what it's called. They were, they were bouncing off each other in that way, rather than the sympathetic fight or flight that a lot of their time was spent in because, because the world was, was not safe Mm. for them, Mm -hmm. for whatever their, whatever their story led them to believe about the world not being safe. So, um, yeah, and I did that for about a year and a half. Um, it was the root of my thesis, my graduate thesis. And um, I submitted to TEDx Dirigo, which is the local uh, main chapter of TEDx, mm-hmm. and um, was selected to give a six minute talk on Off the Cuff. And, um, I have I have watched that. I have watched your TEDx. I'm I'm so so impressed by you. So people can check that out on YouTube. Is that is that correct? You bet. If you just type in Tommy Waltz, just like the dance, W A L T Z, uh, TEDx, it, it comes right up. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So okay. So that brings me back to my to my question, which I feel like you are such a a prime example of somebody who has integrated these passions, integrated these things that just drive you, bring you joy, help you heal, um, help you connect with yourself and to others, and you've integrated it into your who you are as a person, but also your therapy practice. So, so if you, if you would, if you could just share a little bit about, you know, how you feel, you know, you've gone about creating the life that you want and, and how do you make that happen? Yeah, I, I think that, um, it's, it's a both and again, it comes back to things that I was very conscious of and things that I just, just kind of trusted were going to come about. Um, I think um, for me, again, because I can only speak for myself, my trauma story uh, has shifted. I've made new meaning, which has helped me to carve out this life that, that, that works for me. Take the pain. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, Meryl Streep was quoting. Um, oh, my gosh. Who was it? Meryl Streep said this uh, in, in an acceptance speech, uh, take your broken heart and make it into art. Yes. Yes. Meryl. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Love, love her. It, it's, and it's, love it's, that. It, <laughs> she quoted it. It was, oh my goodness. It's, um, it was not her quote. It's, it's going to come to me. It's going to come to me. Who, who, who quoted oh, it? Oh, I thought it was her quote. <laughs> she, she said it. Um, right. But and transform so, it, transform it. Yes. Take your broken heart and make it into art. Yeah. And, um, that's, uh, you know, that's true for me. I will say this too, is that, um, you know, connections and 
you don't have to do it on your own mm. and you're not going to have all the answers all the time. There are some things that you're going to, yep, you're going to know and some things you're not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and to not, to not get caught up in, it has to happen right now, mm-hmm. you know, to, to understand process. You know, I, I remember when I started on my social work journey, um, I knew I wanted to do private practice. I wanted to be a therapist and, you can't just jump into that. Mm-mm. And I, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> those parts that are like, Oh God, you're, you know, you've missed the boat. You're missing your mark here. You're not doing it. All those voices came in when really it's like, but listen, you, you have to start. You have to start here. You have mm. to start from the ground and work your way up. Yeah. You have to start and somewhere. You have to start you do, somewhere. You do. And I know it's, it sounds, it sounds kind of cliche, but, it, but it is true. I, I, I think for me, one of the big secrets of my success is, is connections, mm. right? And just um, putting yourself out there, knowing people. And this was true for theater too, Brett, is that it's all about who you know. Mm. It's all about who you know. And being a good person, mm-hmm. being, being a kind person. Um, the, uh, the actress who, re- listen, I'm going to bring it back to Cher. I'm going to bring it back to Cher one more time. You do it. You do it. Because That's your girl. That's your girl. That's your woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People who know me are like, oh, and when did Cher do that? Oh, Cher's connected to that? How? Um, I I am that enthusiast. That's right. Um, That's right. So there was a Broadway musical called The Cher Show. And there were three actresses that played Cher and the oldest, uh, Stephanie J. Block, who won the Tony. Uh, She talked about leading with kindness and always being kind and I understood once through self-compassion I was able to say I'm not the most handsome person in the room I'm not um I'm not I'm not the best singer I'm not the best actor what I am is kind and that kindness helps people to remember and that kindness is what motivates the words on the page, the words between the lines on the page motivates the songs. And that's what got me the jobs. That's what got me into my theater career, which then ultimately helped me to step into my social work career. So kindness and connection. I think that's what it comes down to. Oh, I'm, that's, I'm getting a little, yeah. I'm getting a little choked up over here as, as you share. Oh. <laughs> like emotional. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're so right because those connections would be meaningless if people remembered you as a jerk or something, right? You know, right. like if you carry right. yourself through the world and, you know, you're not treating people well and, you know, it even comes back to the beginning of this whole conversation when we talked about the food industry even, you know, just yes. just treating people with that respect and that kindness and that compassion. And I love that you brought it back to yourself first and foremost because I think, you know, how can we apply that to others? It's really hard to apply it to others when we're not applying it to ourselves. So that is, that is so beautiful. And it sounds like it has taken you super far in life. And I've, Mm -hmm. I've witnessed it firsthand, just being a friend and a fan of yours. Um, I see how you interact with the world and it's, it's a beautiful thing to, to watch. And I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my goodness. I thank you for um, just, you know, standing by me. Yeah. Being, being, being a part of that journey, you know, the connections. I mean, Hey y'all, 
all you out there listening, this could very easily turn into uh, why why Tommy loves Brett. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think I'll sum it up like this: Brett and I have Brett, you and I have gone a while without seeing each other, yeah. and yet here we are. And look at this; it's yeah. just, it just flows always because the because of the connection. Right? Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that that's a beautiful thing when you can kind of pick up with somebody, even if you haven't had an opportunity to connect in person in a little while, um, and just have that sort of like soul tie. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And and that was definitely established with us. So I, I, yes. I'm grateful for that. All right. So I'm just being mindful of our time. I, we didn't even get okay. to cover some of the extra stuff that I wanted to talk about today. So I'm definitely going to have to invite you back. And um, this has been such a wonderful, beautiful conversation. You have been so real, open, honest, vulnerable, informative. I love it. I love it all, Tommy. I love it all. And share too. Thank you, girl. (laughs) We would be remiss if we didn't thank her. That's right. And her hair. Can I just say she wears her hair nice and big, you know, or she has. There are, she does have different looks, but I see, I see that big hair, Cher. I see it. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Um, Oh, um, okay. To, to close things up, I like to close up with, with two questions. So, okay. What is something that scares you? Hmm. And you can take that as seriously or not as you want to, by all means. Okay. What's the second question? And, the second... <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm like, hey, I'm also, you know, therapist time. Like, hey, you know, we got that hour. So I got to, I want to make sure that I'm condensing it in a way that makes sense. So what's the second question? Okay. The second question is, and I'll do this for you because I love you. The second question is, what's something that makes you feel alive? Oh my gosh, Brett. These are great questions. Thank you. <laughs> someone's a someone's a therapist inside <laughs> that's right always always will be <laughs> social oh. worker till the end yeah for that's sure right. for absolutely sure. um something that scares me something that i i fear um yeah and it could be even something that just kind of like takes you aback or something i mean i've had other guests you know a good friend of mine marty who's a hospice nurse she said mice she really can't stand them she's yep. just like sends her into another realm and then i've had folks you know share that um something on a, on a different level you know and again it's a spectrum so it could be yeah. something you know small and silly or it could be something a little bit more to, yeah. to the heart. Well, in true Gemini fashion, I thought of two. Yes. Okay, let's hear it. I'm learning more and more <laughs> as I get older that, that you know what? It, it's entertaining and it's kind of real. Gemini is here. <laughs> um, so I I I am afraid of um fish. <laughs> I'm afraid of fish. You're just saying it, my hands immediately sweat. I just picture okay. myself in the ocean, stepping on one, flipping out. Okay, so ocean fish is this is this purely ocean fish? Or are we talking catfish, like in ponds? Like you come from Minnesota, so like or lakes? So girl, give me the you real saying real. All this, you you saying all this, girl? I'm going into full blown panic here. You're, is it this fish? This fish? This fish? I'm like full <laughs> panic over here. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I uh, I'm. I'm totally playing all fish, all fish. Just like open water fish. There we go. Open water, open water fish. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I think what scares me is, um, a lack of compassion. Mm. Oof. Oof. Yeah. That is a, that is a dangerous territory for sure. It is. 
And we've got some people in political office, and I won't go off on a tangent here. You but You know it. Yep. That's right. Oof. We do. We do. Okay. So a lack and... of compassion. Got it. Mm. And something that makes me feel alive. Um, a blank canvas, uh, which is, uh, to me, says possibility. Mm-hmm. And that can be literal or figurative. And share. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you gave me two for the feeling alive, too. I love it. <laughs> or or could it have been share with a blank canvas? Is that? <laughs> you know, there's rumor of uh, once once life returns in whatever way it's going to return. There's rumor of her doing a movie where it's it's called Artist in Residency. So no. maybe she listen. I'm like let cat out of the bag. I don't know if it's a secret. Oh my like I'm, gosh! Yeah. So if she what? is standing in front of a blank canvas, I want royalties because here I sit <laughs> telling the world what makes me feel alive. Yes, and I feel and I feel slightly prophetic as well too because I you know I had that vision that that it just came to me as you were talking. <laughs> I'm seeing you <laughs> gesturing, telling me this. And not only that, I'm seeing your hair free-flowing as you're telling me. Oh, you know because it. Because you are hair down in this moment. That's right. The hair is down, but did you know that I cut it? I cut, like, at least a bunch of inches off. I'll have to send you a photo after this is oh, all done. I saw. You I saw? saw and, you saw. You know, uh, Summer. My, my dear partner, uh, Dana, saw the picture, too, and said, oh, she is still the most beautiful person I have ever met inside Aww, and out. And you just got to tell her that every time you see her, Tommy. So, oh, yeah, yeah. man. Hugs and kisses to you guys both. Dana, shout out to Dana. <laughs> Thank you for that. Ooh, yes. Love it. Thank you so much. Well, Tommy, this has been such a true pleasure. I, I so appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy of, you know, a person you are and as such a hard worker you are. So the fact that you were willing to come on this show, what you shared with us today the real, real, and um, mm-hmm. the professional, the personal, the whole gamut. I love you for it. You're an incredible person, and I'm honored, and I'll have to have you back. Yes, I thank you. I, I, I'm just so filled with joy and love for you in this moment and gratitude. So wholehearted thank you, Brett. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yes. I hope you have something you're going to do tonight that's for you, and uh, we'll talk soon. We sure will. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'll send, okay. I'll send this to you. Okay. Awesome. All Yay. right, Tommy. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.